And every time the practitioner said that I was going to die, my feet were sweating. <laughs> I was like, what did I sign up for? But I also know that like ego death is a really beautiful thing. And oftentimes like psychedelic medicine is the medicine for an ego death. In our day-to-day -day life, it's really hard for the ego to die. Hello and welcome to All The Things Podcast. I'm your host, Regina Lawrence. I am a former trial attorney turned entrepreneur, breathwork and sound meditation practitioner, as well as the owner of a boutique social media marketing agency called All The Things Social. I believe that as human beings, we get to be all of the things. Brilliant, soulful, sexual, wildly inappropriate, we don't have to live in the boxes society tries to put us in. We get to be all of the things. On this show, you'll hear from some of my favorite humans and friends in a variety of spaces, including spirituality, business and branding, holistic health, sexuality, and neuroscience. This is a space for truly candid, soulful conversations with the goal of empowering you to be all of the things. Let's dive in. What if the secret to finding more peace, more clarity, more patience in your life came from the power of your own breath? What if you could scale the success that you're having in life and do it all with a calm nervous system? Something that most people don't know is that our breath is one of the main factors that has a control over our nervous system. Think about it when you're stressed or anxious. What is the first thing that we as humans tend to do? We hold our breath and we stop breathing. That is exactly why I created breathewithregina.com. Breathe with Regina is a virtual breathwork membership that offers two live virtual breathwork classes a month that you can do from anywhere in the privacy of your own home and drop in and learn how to really use the breath as a way to calm the nervous system. I like to say that breath is meditation for the person who can't meditate. I know that I have always been that person and breathwork has been the key for me. Go to breathewithregina.com and check it out. I'm offering $1 for the first two weeks of membership. That's right, only a dollar to check it out. And if after two weeks you don't see a difference or you're not interested, you can cancel at any time. So go to breathewithregina.com, sign up, and join me for a class. I would love to see you there. Hello, my sweet friends, and welcome back to another episode of All The Things Podcast. I am your host, Regina Lawrence, and today we're talking about psychedelics again. Specifically, we're talking about 5-MeO-DMT. Let me first preface this by saying I am not a doctor. I am not a medical provider. <laughs> I am just having experiences, and I have shared that this year has been a year of having experiences with psychedelic medicines or drugs, however you want to refer to them. I am someone who has been very afraid and skeptical of stepping into this space. And also, I have been very hesitant to share publicly about these experiences, not because I'm ashamed of these experiences. I talk about them all the time in private, 
but we are all different. We are all at different spaces and phases of our journey. Just because I have tried something and have had a positive experience doesn't mean that somebody else should do it. So I give that caveat. Um, But I also feel like I've had such profound experiences that it would be a disservice and a dishonesty to my community to be talking about the growth I've had this year, the thriving growth in my businesses, and not share the other things I'm doing because they are all a part of the whole the success I'm having in my life and my business is also, I attribute it to these experiences that I've had with plant medicine, psychedelic and non-psychedelic. So I felt called to sit with 5-MeO-DMT. I don't do research before, I don't do a ton of research before I sit with these things um, because I don't want to scare myself. And if I'm working with a practitioner that I trust, I I don't need to know everything before I do something. I trust my intuition on these things. And so before this podcast, I started recording, I started doing a little bit of research and 5-MeO-DMT is sometimes called 5-MeO. It's sometimes called 5. It's also called toad because it's naturally occurring in the glands of a bufo frog. It's also called bufo. I didn't do, I didn't sit with 5-MeO that came from the frog. I sat with the synthetic version. Interesting enough, um, in my research, it's sometimes called the God molecule. And this is coming from BuzzFeed. Let me just be honest. That's my source of news, right? Like my source of news is TikTok and BuzzFeed. I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, But they say it's called the God molecule because it facilitates full-blown mystical experiences, including alleged communion with some higher order and divine consciousness. It's also, which I didn't know, the most powerful psychedelic on the planet. My desire to sit with 5-MeO-DMT was because my experience with DMT is very limited. When you do an intense session of breath work, the body naturally produces a small amount of DMT, but that's often why in breathwork experiences, people say like they had a psychedelic experience or they got high on their own supply. It's because of the DMT that's produced in the body. DMT is naturally occurring in the body in its largest amounts when we're born and when we die. And so I think that's why people have these experiences where they say it's like a God molecule and they have these full-blown mystical experiences because you're having an experience that's facilitated through a psychedelic that is reminiscent of birth and death. And so I had an opportunity to sit with a practitioner recently in the past couple months and it just was a full body yes for me. And not all experiences, just like a side note, not most experiences aren't a yes for me. Um, My intuition has really been trained and honed in and a lot of experiences are a no, but this was a yes. And I asked very few questions. So I sat down with the facilitator and with my best friend and she's just explaining to me the process. The reason why it's important to sit with 5-MEO DMT with a trained and skilled practitioner is because you want them to keep an eye on your breathing and how your body is reacting and responding through the experience. 
We are all different. We all react and respond differently. You want somebody who is skilled and trained in that medicine and not just somebody who's had a couple experiences and now they think they're a shaman. Like that is not what we are here for. Um, there is a lot of education and studying and shadowing that goes into medicine work that is of the highest integrity. I know people who have sat with psilocybin a couple of times and they think that they can be facilitating psilocybin experiences. And I've heard horror stories like, please be, be smart in who you're seeking to sit with these substances with. Like I have friends who are shadowing South American shamans to be ayahuasca practitioners and it's like 10 years of studying with these medicine men and women to be able to facilitate the medicine. That's what I want. I want someone who is a skilled practitioner who understands the body and who knows like what needs to be done when it needs to be done. And that comes into place with my story that I'm going to share. So I sat down with my practitioner who has been in this medicine for a very long time. And they started to explain to me, um, what the experience would be like. And the biggest thing I remember from this is that it's often life, like a birth and death experience, which I knew. And the practitioner kept saying that I was going to die. And every time the practitioner said that I was going to die, my feet were sweating. <laughs> I was like, what did I sign up for? But I also know that like ego death is a really beautiful thing. And oftentimes like psychedelic medicine is the medicine for an ego death in our day-to-day -day life. It's really hard for the ego to die. And when I say ego, I mean the conscious mind that's constantly working that has an answer for everything and is a know-it-all. We all have it. We all have conscious mind, like that ego and that conscious mind is keeping us safe. It's keeping us small sometimes. And there's moments and points in our journey where it needs to die. And I was feeling like mine had to die for a little bit. Parts of my myself had to die. Parts of your, ourselves have to die to then step into the next phase of life. How do you expect to be a new human operating at another level of frequency and still doing the same shit, thinking the same thoughts, being the same human? It's not possible. So whether it's medicine facilitated or not, pieces and parts of us have to die and change for us to be able to step into the next highest version of ourselves. Uh, so she kept talking about this ego death and my feet were sweating and the medicine is served through a volcano bag. So if you've ever smoked cannabis out of one of those big bags, that's what it's served through. And you, you set the intention with the practitioner and then the practitioner um, starts to play music and comes over and you're laying down and you take a few deep breaths in, let them out, deep breaths in, let them out. And then she presses it to your lips. You take the deepest breath and then you're gone. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it, except I actually just had a flashback as I said that to that moment. Wow. All of a sudden, nothing exists and you have no thoughts. This is my experience. I, other people are different. I had no thoughts. Nothing existed. 
the things that seemingly mattered didn't matter anymore. And I felt the only way I can articulate this is like this. We talk about consciousness. We talk about in meditation, that place that we want to get to, that white space. And all of a sudden I was there. I had no thoughts. I felt like I was experiencing the purest form of consciousness. I felt the most beautiful sense of love through my entire body. It was light. You know, when you're in a movie, watching a movie and somebody's dying and they open their eyes and they see the sky or the bright lights. That's what the whole first round was like. Time doesn't exist. I existed, but not really. And I was filled with so much love and appreciation for the beauty of just consciousness. I, that might sound fucking crazy, but that's what it was like. And then she comes around again and there was a second round. Second round was just like the first round. It was this beautiful experience of connection to consciousness to a lack of existing, like nothing mattered and everything mattered. And I had no thought at one point, just for a second, a man who I had been talking to, and I was texting him right before ceremony, his face popped in. And I remember going, nope, and just pushed him out of my awareness because it wasn't about him, wasn't about anybody, wasn't even about me. And that second round was beautiful experience of consciousness. Third round. During each the first two rounds, I felt like blue sky and clouds. Like I felt like that was my visual for the most part. Third round, the sky was dark and there were stars and there were Sedona red rocks and it was time to die. And I laid there. And I shed, I remember I shed a couple of tears and I was like, wow, okay, there's a piece of me that has to die right now. And I was laying there crying and the, and you're always, by the way, while this is all happening, you're very aware of the practitioner in the room. I was aware of my best friend next to me. I wasn't in another, I didn't transform, trans, like transform, um, transport to another place. I was still there but I wasn't. And so I was aware of everyone around. And so I felt myself starting to like say goodbye to those pieces of myself. And the practitioner walked over and reminded me to breathe and to take deep belly breaths because I was holding my breath, which is why it's important to not do this alone because my consciousness was having a death experience and my body wanted to follow. And so she came over and reminded me to take deep belly breaths and it brought me back, not back from the experience, but my brain said, oh, you're not going to really die right now, but that piece of you has to die. And I don't know what that piece was. I didn't ask questions. There was just this deep knowing that a little piece of me had to go. And so then I, that was the third round. And then, and each of these rounds is like, a couple minutes, like it's not very long. 
and you have no sense of time and space. So you don't know what's going on. I had no idea. So then the fourth round happens and the sunlight is back and the sky is bright and I got to die. I got to live. And then a part of me died. And then I got to live again. And I came out of that experience filled with such deep love, such a deep connection. It could have been a connection to myself, to my own consciousness, to God, the universe, like eternal wisdom. I don't know. It doesn't matter. That feeling of connection to something greater than me is something that is in me from then, you know, um, something that she taught us at the beginning is that these experiences with 5-MEO create maps in your mind that you can access after the experience. And so it's been really interesting. Part of my integration post this experience has been the difference in meditating where there's always this place, right? That we're trying to get to in meditation. I want to get to that place. I want to get to that level. What it, but we don't know what it is until we've been there. And so the five MEO allowed me to get there, to see it, to feel it, to experience it in every cell of my body. And then now, even now, as I'm podcasting, I just close my eyes for a second and I can go back to that place. I'm reminded of that feeling, that deep love that deep connection, you know, like if you've never been in love before and then you have this deep heart connected, juicy love, and then the relationship ends. You remember that feeling in your body, right? It's not just the experience with the person. It's like, what did that feeling feel like? What did love feel like for you? You're sitting with a good friend and you're having this conversation about your childhoods and there's so many parallels and you feel this deep sense of connection and being seen by someone else. You remember that feeling in your body. When you feel it again, you can also sit and really tap into that feeling and what it smelled like and what it felt like. That's how 5-MEO was for me. It brought me to this place of deep connection, of love, of not existing. And I can, I can go to that place now. It gave me a map to go to that place. Um, man, it's wild telling you guys about it because I haven't thought about it in this detail in a while. And it was amazing. I, I know I say this a lot, but psychedelics, when done, when, are, when they're not abused and when you're working with a good practitioner, man, that shit is fucking potent and beautiful and has helped me to change and heal parts of myself that I thought they were just who I was. I thought I was just going to be stuck in a certain way. <sighs> I can't say enough about the power of psychedelics in 
the right settings with the right practitioners. So I wanted to share that story with you all in a spirit of being more open about the things I'm doing. I always say to my business coach, like, I do the craziest shit, like, and for a long time, I was afraid to share it because I was afraid that it would take away from my credibility and it would diminish how people saw me. It's also because I grew up with a stigma about drugs, right? Like recreational drugs. It just, I had a big stigma about it and I stigmatized people for it. And so as I've entered into this world of psychedelic and of plant medicine, psychedelic and non-psychedelic, I worry sometimes about judgment. I worry about people abusing this medicine and what it can do for you. But I also have a responsibility to share. And so I want to share this with you. If you have questions, if there's things you want to know, feel free to email me or message me on Instagram at Regina A. Lawrence. Um, I'm always happy to connect more and to share. If there's more you want to hear about this, send me a love note and I can record a follow-up episode. I love you guys. Thank you for always listening and sharing in these experiences with me. You know, I feel like one of my, one of the things I'm here to do in this lifetime is to experience things and to share them with you and hope that it helps you in one little bit. You find a piece of yourself in my journey. So with that, I love you guys. Have a beautiful day and I'll see you next time on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you love this episode as much as I loved creating it, please, please, please rate and review on iTunes. We will be forever grateful at All The Things Podcast. And if you found something inspiring or you know somebody who could benefit from it, please share this to your story, tag us, send it to a friend. So much love, friends. 